Welcome to the Brandon Bloom Podcast, the place to be to learn how to grow your business's visibility online organically. I'm your host, Liz Fleming. Let's dive right into this new episode. Well, holy hot tamale, it is officially the holiday season. I don't care what anyone says, Halloween ended and it became Christmas, baby. Yoo-hoo! I'm so excited because I have some really helpful PR tips that I want to share with you this week that are going to help you have smooth sailing through this holiday season. And they're actually just more so best practices, too, for you to keep in mind year round. But I want to share this now on account of people being online more, looking for gifts and holiday ideas. There's more chatter, there's more chaos, there's more noise, and that means something for your business too. And I wanna share the things that you should definitely look out for this holiday season and beyond. And we'll kind of talk through some of the hard stuff too. But from my experience, this is the stuff that is most important that works. And for those of you who maybe don't know my background, my experience stems in the public relations field. I have a degree in PR. It's where I got started and it's just a huge passion of mine. And there's many different areas to public relations. There's Primarily, reputation management, which I love and which is a lot of what we're going to talk about here today. And then there's also things like personal branding, social media, email marketing, all of this stuff that impacts that reputation of yours, press pitching, all of that. And then there's kind of the flip side, crisis communications. So I'm going to dabble in both zones, the good and the bad for you, because with the way this year is going, who knows what could happen. The bottom line for this episode, though, is that I just want you to be really well prepared and not freak out because there are many reasons and I'm sure there are going to be many opportunities for you to panic, but we're going to avoid that. I'm going to help you get there. We're going to do this together. So the first tip that I want to share for PR for the holiday season is to be mindful that you're going to have to ramp up your customer service efforts because people are going to be more active on your platforms. They're going to be taking pictures of your products. They're going to be sharing products. They're going to be asking questions about your products as they create their lists and buy stuff for their family and friends and even themselves. So some best practices there are the following. I want you to reply to every email. I want you to reply to every social media comment. What I typically do For good comments, I will always favorite them. If this is on social media, I'll always favorite them and I'll always say thank you and try and start some sort of conversation there. It's not just kind of a one and done thing. I really see that as an opportunity to nurture a a relationship and potentially capture a new customer. You can make sales from the comments on your social media profiles, you guys. You can make sales from the DMs in your social media profiles, you guys. It is not just up to the content that you put on your grids or in your stories. It's up to you most of the time. So that's one zone. The second zone is I also want you to reply to every social media comment, even if it's bad. And the reason this is a smart PR move is because your following, your customers, your people in your community, see how you respond to a situation and they learn something. It also helps preserve the relationship between you and the person who is sharing that unfavorable comment. So it's really important that you first 
publicly acknowledge this bad comment if you're absolutely certain it's not something like a robot or someone who's just trolling you for fun. But someone who's more serious who maybe doesn't find some or find something they don't like about your product or your service and they've decided to talk about it in the comments on one of your pages or leave you a bad review. I don't want you to panic in this scenario. I do want you to collect yourself and then calmly after you've thought it through, publicly acknowledge that comment with a statement of your own that's you and your voice and then do what you can to take that conversation offline if you need to. So when you reply to a bad comment, your mission is not just to have this back and forth crazy thread between you and this person who is leaving you a bad vibe or bad comment or review. Your mission is to publicly acknowledge it so people can see how you're handling the situation as a business owner, as a brand. And then your goal from that statement that you reply with is to get that person to communicate and connect with you offline via email, via Zoom, via phone, via DM, whatever it is, it needs to be taken, that conversation needs to be taken into a private space where you can sort this out and come up with a way to keep that customer happy, keep that person happy. So I love to bring up customer service because it is a very unique marketing tool for your business, especially when it comes to social media. Social being the key word there. Social media is literally meant for conversations like this, good and bad, and it happens. And I want you to know that if you are sharing your content organically on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Pinterest, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, Snapchat, wherever it is, and you're not seeing traction, that's probably a sign that you need to engage more. You need to share more comments. You need to connect more with the people who are not only following you, but all the others out there who could potentially be right for you. So you need to find a way to Continue to share that core content that you've planned, but also engage in real time with people who are out there right now scrolling like crazy, trying to find gift ideas and make their purchases so that they arrive on time for this holiday season. I can't say it enough. I can't stress it enough how important customer service is right now this season for you. So that first kind of best practice with customer service is acknowledging those comments, good and bad. Something else I did want to bring up too is go the extra mile and show up a bit more for your people who are on your email list. Really use this as a time to nurture them and take care of them a bit more. They are more to you than your social media following because they are already invested. They've taken that first step to be a part of your community. So they get better, more access to you and your products first. They have that exclusivity compared to everyone else. And this is a great time to show them that. And some best practices for this are not just to ramp up your email quantities and like sell more via email. Think of a unique something product or service that you could offer just them for a limited time that no one else gets. That's a great customer service initiative. Another great customer service initiative are things like sending out email reminders for those who may have something that they've left in their cart or 
email reminders for someone who has something in their cart, but that product may be low in quantity. I want you to think about how you can really use email to capitalize and connect with your audience um, and capitalize on your profits really for this time of year. So I know many of you listening, you have e-commerce set up, whether it's on Etsy or Shopify or directly hosted on your own website. Think about that. If you have access to see things like people who have added something to their cart, but they haven't moved forward or people who have purchased something from your store that you haven't followed up with, Those are great opportunities to have some emails pre-written and ready to go to send them. And I can't remember the exact statistic, but I read a couple of years ago in Forbes or something or Entrepreneur Magazine, somewhere legit, that email conversion rates spike from sending out those reminder emails for things when people have like stuff left in their cart it totally increases and impacts the amount of sales and profits that you make. So definitely take that to heart if you haven't already. Craft a couple of those email reminders for obvious reasons, to remind your people that, hey, this is here, it's in your cart, it's time to move forward. Create that sort of demand via scarcity and that exclusivity. Really important that you have that locked down, and that is a very good customer service initiative. So it's both thinking about customer service from an internal and external point of view. External being social media marketing, internal being more of those one-on-one email exchanges, whether they're automated to those who have stuff stuck in their cart or those who have checked out or those who are looking at a product, who knows what. Get creative with it and please do not hold back in that regard because that is prime real estate. Email is prime real estate for you to make a sale this holiday season. And just be a good person. Show up for your people. You should want to show up for them in these ways. It's not just about thinking about you and what you have to get on Instagram today so your grid looks pretty. It's literally doing everything you can to show up for your people and provide them value and convenience while at the same time exciting the hell out of them enough so that they're intrigued and inspired to invest in you. People are simple. They want to feel good. They want to be happy. So if you can do that and take care of them, they're going to appreciate it and they're going to keep showing up. I know for me, sometimes those um, email reminders of stuff left in my cart can get really annoying, but most times I appreciate it so much. I don't know about you guys. Let me know what you think, but stuff like that shows that to me that a business owner went the extra mile to take care of their people. And you can look at it however you want. You you know, some people are like, oh, you know, this person just wants to make a sale, whatever. But if your emails are written in the right way, you know the difference between a person who just wants to make a buck and who's actually showing up for their people and helping them out on their buyer's journey. <sighs> Gosh, I love talking about customer service. <laughs> I need to like take a breath when I speak. I get like super nerd alert. Um, So that's tip number one, ramp up your customer service for the holiday season. My second tip, PR tip for you guys this holiday is ramp up those reviews. 
Ask for them now and reward people for it somehow. The reason being, you have a ton more sales coming through now than any other time of year. And I'm talking directly right now to my product makers and providers who rely on the holiday season to profit the most in their business. This is the most profitable quarter for many product makers in a normal year. Who knows what this year will look like? But nevertheless, reviews are so important. And this isn't just a holiday thing, um, but reviews will help you as a a marketing tool year-round. They are gold mines. They're so helpful. And when you get good reviews, they can be repurposed and they can be put in different areas of your website. They can be used for social media graphics, stories, videos, webinars, all of it. Um, They can be put on product pages, on product labels. They are really great um, gold mines. <laughs> trying to think of like the best word and I keep coming back to that. They're, they're like, reviews are like my little golden nuggets uh, that I love to just sprinkle on my content. I want you to think about that too. And I suggest thinking about them now more than ever because like I said, you have more people on your website now than any other time of year. People looking for gift ideas. My product people, do you hear me? So think about how you can capture reviews. Typically what works best is when you send a follow-up email after someone has made a purchase after a set amount of time. You got to give them enough time to like experience the product. You don't want to ask for a review immediately after they've purchased a product. You got to be real, realistic. I recommend sending out a follow-up email or even sending out DMs to a select amount of customers who you know have purchased products recently and just copy and paste the same message in, you know, personalize it to their name. But maybe you have something pre-written that you just send via DM to some people and you ask for reviews. I've done that a ton of times. Um, and that's worked really well. I love doing that, um, taking that DM route because I often ask for video reviews, so I have people just like hop on stories or hop on their phone and record a 15-second review of my product or service and then just send it to me via DM and I save it to my phone. Those are gold as well. You can also ask for reviews via email, following, you know, like I said, an appropriate amount of time, allowing them to experience and try the product and Sometimes it's quite hard to get reviews because you're asking your person to take time out of their out of their day to do something for you and that can be really tough especially if, you know, a significant amount of period has already gone by. So there's really like a goldilocks zone for you to ask for a review. I would say within 10 days, 10 to 14 days is that goldilocks zone. Someone will have a pretty good understanding after having received the product and tried it by that time. And what works really well too with reviews and incentivizing them is maybe you like incentivize them and excite them by rewarding them in some way if they leave you a review in a designated area and make it so easy for them to do that in the email. You literally break it down step by step, whether it's a Google link or a Facebook review, or if they just want to reply to the email and share some kind words with you, that works too. But think about 
the buyer experience. You want to make it as easy as possible for someone to do something because then they'll be more inclined to do it. And just providing that additional incentive or reward is something that will really make them want to do it. So ramp up those reviews. Definitely the best time to do that. And on the flip side, not just asking for them, but also sharing them and using them as a promotional tool as you move through the holiday season. I love creating quote and testimonial graphics for my Instagram profile. And I also often, I've done this for the podcast specifically, created testimonial stories for the podcast and I like made it its own highlight on Instagram. So you can go check that out on the Brandon Bloom pod Instagram account. Um, the highlight is just called pod love or something. And I think it's really unique that you have specific areas that are solely meant for those glowing reviews and they're easy for people to find. So if someone comes to your Instagram profile, let's say, and you sell a product and they want to know how other people feel about this product. I mean, the first thing people look for when they go to buy something they're not sure about is the reviews. Ow, I just whacked my knee. Is the reviews. Um, so make it as easy as possible for them. And with features on Instagram like story highlights, that's right at the top of your profile. It's easy for them to just tap and see those reviews versus having to scroll through however many posts on your grid to see them and find them. So make it easy for people to see how awesome your products and your services are. Little tactics like that go a long, long way. And then of course, sprinkling them throughout your website doesn't hurt either. And you can also put them in emails as well. They work so well as a promotional tool. Okay, my third um, tip here for the holiday season in terms of PR is to ramp up your messaging. And I know that's probably not something you want to hear, but it needs to be be done (laughs) on account of how saturated these spaces are right now, specifically social media. So you need to get creative. If I were you, I'd focus a lot more on video and real-time content This is the stuff that stops a scroll faster than just a graphic or a photo because oftentimes videos autoplay. So it's hard for people not to keep watching. And again, videos have a Goldilocks zone. If they go beyond three to five minutes this time of year, I just don't see that working out. So think about quick tips that you could share or quick behind the scenes videos. Get on camera, tell a story, and use that as your primary vehicle to promote your business, and what you have to offer this holiday season. Video is where it's at. And that's video as your core content, you know, that lives on your profiles and also real-time content. So videos on stories and um, lives, stuff like that goes a long, long way. And also I will say, continue to take advantage of new features that come out that these platforms roll out like Reels and Instagram TV they go a long way too. And taking advantage of them now on the front end is going to benefit you more than if you were to wait and see what happens. So be an early adopter. And just go ahead and ramp up that messaging. Remember, if you are being a smart business owner, if you're being a strategic business owner, you will not put all your efforts 
on social media because you have an email community that you need to take care of and they should be your number one focus. They need that exclusivity. So it's important that you show up for the people who matter most within your community. Of course, you want to capture new leads and new customers from social media. So it's important that you share there consistently, but don't forget about the people who have already hopped into your internal community on your email list and take care of them too, because they are farther up the chain. You know, they're more warmed up to you. They know you a bit more now that they've been on your email list for a bit and you've been sending them newsletters or updates, what have you. So they're probably going to be more inclined to buy something from you than just some rando on Facebook. And I will say too, what's also beautiful about having an email list this time of year is that's data you control. So you're not fighting for space like you are with sharing social media content. The people are already there on your email list in your community and you have full control over what you share with them. Whereas on social media, you can share whatever you want, but you don't own your followers. You don't own anything about social media. It's totally different with email. You have 100 times more control. So take that to heart. Think about how you can really create a bit more exclusivity for those who are on your email list this season. And across the board, I would totally ramp up your messaging a bit more on all fronts to make sure that you stay relevant and top of mind in those feeds for people. So those are my top three PR tips for the holiday season. Ramp up your customer service, ramp up your reviews, and ramp up your messaging. Your goal here being to excite and intrigue people as much as possible. You don't want to bum them out or make them feel bad. Keep them happy. Keep them excited. Things that do that are not just your voice and your words, but how you showcase your products and services. I want to see light and bright photos. I want to see clear photos, clear videos. Go the extra mile and do what you can in your environment to make things look good because that's also going to set you apart. That aesthetic is huge. And when I'm specifically talking about places like Pinterest and Instagram, which are visual social platforms, that matters so much more than the hour and a half you spend writing a good, clever caption because that's what's going to stop the scroll are those visuals. And It's really competitive out there, especially on Instagram, to have beautiful, fun, happy, authentic, holiday-centered photography. But just know that you don't have to go gangbusters with this. You don't have to, like, don't feel like you have to go out there and hire someone to do your photos right now. We all have these smartphones that have amazing cameras. We have the capability. Just think about how you can take it the extra mile. Maybe add a certain filter to your pictures and your videos or brighten them up a bit. Do something more to add more flair so you can stop that scroll. That's what's so important. And again, video, video, video. Okay, I digress. Now, there's one other thing, one other PR tip I wanted to share for you that... I know is going to come up and I want to make sure you're fully prepared for. It's not something I love to talk about and it's not something that you love to hear, but I 
want to set you up for as much success as possible. And that is having a, like, what do you do if things don't go as planned? From a PR perspective as a business owner, what is the best plan of action if you reach your worst case scenario? If you run out of product, if your supplier can't send you the shipping supplies you need, if there are copious amounts of shipping delays and people who have purchased product don't get their product on time. So what happens if things don't go as planned? I have some tips for that that I want to share. And this is what I was saying earlier. This is a form of crisis communications. And it's really smart that you have some sort of basic plan for this should it happen. So you're not left scrambling with you or your team trying to figure out what the heck to do. It's very clear what your message is and what your plan is moving forward. Now, your number one focus, if things don't go as planned, is this. Okay, first, I don't want you to panic and go crazy and vent about it all over your brand's social media platforms. Like, just sit with the information as it arrives, whatever it is. Do not panic. You can maybe have your, like, initial moment of panic personally, but you need to stay calm and collect yourself and not let your audience know that you're panicked or that you're worried or that shit is hitting the fan. Because when you panic, they're going to panic. When you overreact, they're going to overreact. And when they see that, when they sense that feeling of panic too, they're going to like bow out. They're going to step away. They're going to separate themselves from the situation. So if they see, for example, a ton of stories of you venting about something that went wrong in your business over and over and over again, like day after day after day, they're going to unfollow you. Like no one wants that. People want to feel good. That's why they come on social media. (laughs) That doesn't mean we always feel good when we're on social media, but the premise is people like stuff and they hit the, the heart button when they actually like stuff. So when it makes them feel good. And I want you to keep that in the back of your head. So collect yourself and then proceed. And when you proceed, I need you to be fully transparent. Transparency is everything in public relations. You know, unless you're someone like Beyonce, who, God, I would kill to meet her publicist. More so than Beyonce, I want to meet her publicist. Because they have a very unique stay quiet, stay hush hush method. (laughs) Or she'll just drop an album that totally bashes her whoever. Um... And it'll go to like the top of the charts. But we are not Beyonce, my friends. And I honestly don't feel like that is the best plan of action in most scenarios, especially for small business owners. The beauty of this, though, my friends, this transparency factor is it sets you up for so much more success than you realize. A, it just makes you feel good. You don't feel guilty for withholding information. You don't feel shady for not telling, you know, the whole story and for not fully showing up for your people and kind of masking the issue and whatnot. So I really find that transparency has worked best, at least for me and my clients in the past. 
And this is on both fronts, not just when stuff goes wrong, but every day. Like this is where your authenticity stems from. It's so important to be transparent. And what I was going to say was the beauty of transparency is that avenues like social media are designed for transparency because they allow you to tell your stories. They're made for storytelling. And that's what transparency is. If you're being real, you're being yourself and you're being honest with your audience, it makes really great content. Now, on that note, when you're transparent about something, I'm going to give you an example. Okay, if shit hits the fan for you, maybe that looks like your, uh, um, let me think, like a piece of material that you need to make one of your products, if you're a product maker, doesn't come in on time and you find something that's different and it looks different. Something about it is slightly different than what you would typically make. And it has you totally freaked out because now you're like, do I have to change the price? Do I have to pull this from other places? Do I have to do this? Do I have to do that? The number one thing you should do is A, not panic, and then B, be transparent. So maybe you have some fine print that just is a sentence or two that says maybe this is on your Etsy or your Shopify or your website that says things are a little different this year. This didn't come in on time. This is how this product is slightly different, but it's still an amazing product. I just wanted to let you know up front. That goes such a long way. Now that's for areas like product pages or, you know, avenues of your website where statements like that go a long way because you're reducing your refund rate and your return rate right on the front end by doing that. Now on the flip side, from a marketing perspective, transparency is great because you can give people updates in real time. And what I want you to do here is tell those stories, like reflect on those tough days and stuff as it happens if it's really going to impact them in their experience, but I don't want you to dwell on that bad stuff. So say that you had this scenario happen, right? Where that supply didn't come in for a product that you typically make and the product, your signature product is a little different this year because of it. What I would do is hop on a video on my phone, on my computer, show the product and talk a bit about what's going on. Be fully honest, be like, hey, my supplier ran out of this because there's a shortage of this right now. And this is what I'm doing to make sure that I continue to show up for you guys and make sure that you have access to this product still. So here is how it's a little different, but how it's still amazing and how it's useful and helpful to you and how it's still a great gift idea. Stuff like that goes a long way versus if you're just to share a photo and try and explain it in text or if you're just leaving it up to your product page and that fine print to tell the story for you. So supplementing your, you know, your more formal statements like your fine prints with storytelling in that way will go so far for you and set you up for such great success. And most importantly, it just helps you preserve relationships. And that's what crisis communications is all about here. So not panicking, being transparent, fully honest, and focusing on what you do have control over versus what you don't. That is stuff that preserves relationships among you and your followers, you and your subscribers, you and your customers and your leads. And that is so important. At the end of the day, 
like I said before, your goal as a business owner is to get people excited and totally intrigued and interested in what you have to offer. And things that are going to do that are that really authentic, personalized content that relates to your business. So going behind the scenes, showing them how you're making the product or what you're going through, what hurdles you've come across, while simultaneously still giving them an opportunity to invest in you and reassuring them that things are okay and this is still a great time even though (laughs) shit's hitting the fan for all of us. But Showing up for them and being flexible in your business is so important. And I just am such a huge advocate for transparency. And again, not just for the holiday season, but year round. It is so important when it comes to your marketing and your messaging. And again, focus, you know, if things don't go as planned and you reach your worst case scenario, please do not dwell on what you cannot control. We cannot control that the shipping industry is what it is. And we cannot control that there's a pandemic and like we're on the brink of a new presidency and Lord knows what's going to happen. And it's becoming the cold weather season and Lord knows what else, what other sicknesses are out there. We can't control any of that. What you can control is you and how you react to a situation and how you continue to show up for your people. So staying calm, and being transparent and having fun with people. Involve them in some way. And you can do that by staying fully transparent. So focus on what you do have control over and not what you don't. And I do want to say too, it's not the end of the world, my friend. If something goes wrong this holiday season and it totally has you on fire, like bummed out, panicked, and maybe you had a poor customer experience and you've done what you can to preserve that relationship and it is what it is, like no matter what the hurdle is, it's not the end of the world right now. It's a blip in the universe when it comes to being a business owner. And there are more oftentimes bad days than good days as a business owner because of busy seasons like this where things are just naturally inclined to go wrong. So I want to make sure that you are realistically preparing for that and you're being proactive about this stuff and not just reactive. That was the biggest issue that I've seen my entire career is people don't plan. So then bad things happen. They get a bad review. They get a bad comment. They, you know, something doesn't work on their checkout page. And it's like chaos. There's just no rhyme or reason to it. And that's because they didn't have a plan. They were reactive instead of proactive. So that brings me to my final tip here. I don't know how many tips I've shared at this point. One, two, three, four, five. I don't know. Seventh seventh tip? Whatever. I'll outline it in the show notes for you. (laughs) So you feel like you have something tangible you can take with you. Um, Your message is important this time of year, of course, but your strategy is even more important right now. And that goes back to what I was just saying, being proactive and not reactive. And you can be proactive by having a plan and planning for both the good stuff to happen, the the fun stuff you have control over, like how you promote your holiday products and your offers versus the bad stuff that you don't 
really anticipate happening but might happen, which is those unfavorable reviews, those those uh, bad experiences that a customer might have, um, those inconveniences that pop up that you just don't have control over. So having a plan for both. And when it comes to those worst case scenarios, like if you run out of product, if there's product flaws, if there's delays, transparency on your website is ideal if you foresee this happening. So go ahead and put a banner up on your website that says we're experiencing shipping delays, you know, put that on your product pages, put it on your checkout pages, remind people every now and then in your social media content, in your emails, maybe you adjust parts of your bio for this time of year. I know, excuse me, my product makers, Instagram is your most active, profitable platform And there's so many fun, unique, helpful capabilities with how Instagram is formatted to help you get these types of messages across. So you could have a little asterisk in your Instagram bio that just says shipping delays, or you could have um, a couple of posts or stories that mention this, but somehow at the same time, you're putting a positive spin on it and involving your audience somehow. Maybe you're taking polls, seeing what they're cool with, what they're not cool with. You just have to be flexible. So I want you to have a plan to a certain degree for good and bad. And with bad, you gotta be flexible, especially for years like these. So transparency on that website and in your social content is great. I also wanted to mention having like statements ready to go. I think I shared that before. A couple of statements that you either have for fine print or to reply to comments or DMs that are kind of standard but well thought out so that you're not panic responding to people when you're in a frenzy or you're sad or you're mad. You should never reply to people when you're upset. So it's important that you're tracking all of that stuff and you have a plan for it. And just you know, plan to take care of your people. So I feel like I've said that word over and over again in the last 30 seconds, plan, plan, plan. You should have a plan for the good stuff and the bad stuff, especially in terms of your messaging. Your messaging on social media in particular is important now more than ever. It is so, so important. And I Don't say that to put more pressure on you. I just need you to wake up and realize that social media is a friggin' blessing. This is a totally free tool for us to use to market our businesses still. And it will really benefit you if you show up and use them for their intended purposes. And when you're showing up as a business owner, specifically our product makers who are relying on the holidays, it's saturated out there. So you have to step up your game and you need to get out of your comfort zone, put your face on the camera and show people who you really are. Humanize that content because that's what's going to set you apart from the competition and all of that noise. You're going to rise above it. Your messaging is so critical on social right now. So I do want to share that, you know, my goal My number one goal with all of this, with the podcast, with the Bloom Crew, with my courses, with my social channels, my email newsletter is to take care of you. And I want you to think about that too. Are you sitting in your business and thinking things like, oh my God, I need to make a sale today. If I don't make a sale, I'm going to die. Like, am I 
just focusing on my success or am I really invested in helping others and actually exciting them in the process? You will only be successful if you are showing up not just for yourself, but for others too. That doesn't mean you shouldn't take care of yourself and look out for number one. You know, of course you want to profit in your business. You should not feel bad about that, but you can't make it the center of everything and you are not a perfectionist. Nothing and no one is perfect. And when you try to fit that mold, you're going to fail. So give yourself a break, especially this time of year. And the best way to do that is to lay down the groundwork first and plan. Be proactive about what's in front of you so you're not scrambling and you're not exuding chaos and mayhem while people are watching. (laughs) You don't want to put yourself on display like that. You want people to come to your profiles, come to your website and feel good and feel excited and cool, calm, and collected. All right. So my goal is to help you do all that, is to take care of you. And if you guys, if like messaging is something that you totally struggle with, like I hear you, there are definitely right and wrong ways to go about creating your content, which I've talked about on the podcast a few times and, you know, in other areas of my business on social media, but mostly inside of my courses, specifically a course that I have. It's kind of like a mini crash course for social media content creation called Create and Captivate. And it teaches my five-step system to easily create high-performing, engaged content. And if messaging is something that you really struggle with, I want you to go ahead and take a look at that. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. I've opened it for a limited time. And what I'm doing, because I know you guys need it, is I'm also throwing in for free the Complete Content Planning System mini course as well. And this is full access to my batch planning system, the Content Compass. And I also have a Trello board to help you plan your content And the two mini courses really pair so well together. So Create and Captivate is all about how you actually write and create the content. The Complete Content Planning System is all about how you plan and automate the content so you're freed up to work more on your business instead of in it. And you can be more proactive. Like I was saying, it gives you more time to be forward thinking and be a meaningful, thoughtful, strategic thinking business owner. So I want to let you know that that's there as a resource. Definitely no pressure. Totally up to you. It is available for a limited time, the Create and Captivate and Content Planning System Bundle. The link is here. And what's new this time around, something I just released, I'm super stoked about, is actually I just added a new bonus. So each of these courses has their own bonuses, like the Create and Captivate course has the actual learning elements, the core framework, the five steps to create the content and learn how to do that. But I also love to throw in bonuses. So the course also comes with an insider look into Instagram stories and all the hidden secrets because there's so many. It also has another free tutorial, how to find beautifully on-brand social media graphics and photos for your business because I know that's not always easy. 
But this season, I thought it would make the most sense to throw in something more holiday focused for you guys and open up this course so that you feel like you can have a resource to succeed more right now and be a better content creator for your business and see higher return. And that new, brand new added bonus is my Holiday Offers 101 tutorial, which I just added to this bundle only. So it's only available if you purchase this bundle within the next couple of weeks. And it includes things like how to structure the best offers for your business, the best and worst ways to market your offer during the holidays, selling strategies that work, the four P's of selling, three ways to eclipse your competition and rise above the noise, shopping trends to hop on and ones to definitely avoid. I've certainly dabbled on that in, um, a recent podcast episode, but this is kind of a bit more in depth. And then I also share some real life examples of amazing holiday offers for 2020 that you can take and run with. They are fantastic, fantastic examples. So you get all that stuff, you get create and captivate, you get the complete content planning system, you get all of the bonuses and this new brand new bonus inside of Create and Captivate the Holiday Offers 101 tutorial. Again, this stuff is only available for a limited time when you purchase the mini course social media bundle. And that's only 157 bucks because I want it to be attainable for you guys. I don't want you to feel like financials are what hold it, are holding you back. So go in there, take advantage of that. It's something I've never done before. And I just wanted you guys to know that resource is there. And I, I know it's gross when people like plug themselves on podcasts and sell, but I'm doing it genuinely because I want to help you and I know it's going to help you. Just go read the reviews. <laughs> I'm helping people every day inside those courses and they're totally self-paced. So you won't feel any pressure to complete them while you're trying to get through this madness of the busy season. So those are my PR tips for the holiday season and, you know, just best practices for year round. So just to recap, I want you to ramp up your customer service. I want you to ramp up your reviews. I want you to ramp up your messaging. And if things don't go as planned, I want you to stay calm. I want you not to panic. I want you to be transparent. And I want you to focus on what you do have control over and not what you don't. And then finally, above all, I want you to just be proactive and have a plan for the good and the bad stuff. And these are great practices, PR practices to use in your business year round, but it's something you especially want to be mindful of during this holiday season. So wowza. 45 minutes, you guys, for a solo episode, definitely longer than I typically go, but this stuff is important. I need you to know it, and I need you to start taking action on it now because, believe it or not, they're all great marketing tools. Everything I share today is just another unique, free way that you can expand and boost your exposure. So go out there and bloom boldly wherever you're planted, and remember, you've got this. And I've got you, my friend. Did that go by too fast? No worries. You can always find me over at elizabethfleming.com. That's E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H-F-L-E-M-I-N-G.com for more information about my programs and how to take your learning further with me. There's also a free marketing checklist that you can get your hands on right now if you'd like. So head over to elizabethfleming.com for more 
And if you loved this episode, I would love it if you left a review in return. It helps so much. So tell your friends about it. If you want to share it on social, the official show hashtag is Brandon Bloom Pod. And you can also tag me everywhere. I'm at Ms. Liz Fleming. That's M-S-L-I-Z-F-L-E-M-I-N-G. Everywhere on social media. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time.